Welcome to the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Tackling some of the biggest issues in men's mental health. Hello, welcome to Yorkshire Grit. This is episode four. Um, before I actually get into the show, I'd like to dedicate it to the sad passing of um, a track cyclist called Kelly Caitlin from America who has sadly um, took her own life at the young age of, I think, 23. It's, it's really sad, but with Yorkshire Grit, you know, we like to talk about things that are real and this is real and, and it's, you know, is prevalent and we're not trying to mask it and it happens and unfortunately the other day... This poor girl felt that she was in such a way that she couldn't continue. Um, it's just so sad. So yeah, we'd like to de- dedicate the show to Kelly Caitlin today. The Yorkshire Grit Podcast. As always, I'm Tom Bustard, your host, and I have, as ever, Tom Cliff with me. Hi, Tom. Hey. How are you doing, Tommy? Uh, I'm all right. We met. When when did we met at Cafe Nero on Thursday? We did last week. Yeah. We weren't great, were we? No, we were uh, moody, a bit down. Yeah. I was having a bad week. Just you were, weren't you? Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. I reset over the weekend. I realised, uh, you know, what was bothering me. And um, yeah, meeting you, having a nice cup of peppermint tea. That helped. That, that sorted things out. Because I was also, I had, I'd also had a, a bad few days and mm. I'd gone back. I almost thought I'd gone back to my old self, which was really scary. I was like, don't, don't want to go back to that. Don't want to go back. Come on, Tom, get away from the the black cape that I call it. I think progress isn't always, you know, 100% linear, is it? You're going to have ups and downs. And when you have the downs where you slip back into old habits, it's important just to recognize that. Yeah, but it was so scary, Tom. It was like I was oh, yeah. sleeping in again. Uh, I know. And it's, <sighs> it's easy to panic at that stage, isn't it? I, I seriously panicked. And I was like, I'm, this is it. No grey cloud over me. I was like, I'm back to square How one. How did you get, get back out of it? Uh, I don't know how I got back out of this one. I think just belief and hope. Anyway, let's introduce our fourth guest. No, third guest. We are really lucky to have with us Charlie the Tank Tanfield. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that was the best intro I've heard. Of. Is that your nickname? The tank? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down Charlie the the hitter Tanfield. <laughs> You've had no say in this, Charlie. Oh, well, like Charlie, yeah, the good. tall man. <laughs> I'll go with Tank. Uh, Charlie, thanks for coming on. Could you tell, could you set the scene for people who might not, you know, we all know you're an amazing cyclist, track cyclist, very, 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 very fast. Um, you've just been to the World Championships. Could you set your story and just tell the viewers yeah. everything about Charlie Tamfield and, yeah. and why you're here today? Yeah, sure. Well, well. Firstly, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's our pleasure. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's great to uh, yeah to talk about these things because yeah, they all definitely need to be uh, you know put to the forefront because uh, someone has to do it. Thank you. Um, no, thank you because you know, you'll hopefully inspire people today. Yeah, hope so. Uh, I've been cycling uh, most of my life. Really, it's, it was like a family affair when I was younger, and um, we always used to go to races on the weekends. My parents were so supportive that they'd. You know, they'd take us there and they'd go to no ends to try and get us to places. So, yeah. That's, a thankless task. Yeah, very, very lucky. Very lucky. There's not many people out there who get that support. Um, yeah, then moved on to um, getting a bit more competitive and through the youth categories, um, did a few races and um, managed to get myself on the, on the you know, the, the young youth GB program thing. Well done. Mm. 
Um, and that, that that was uh, yeah, it was it was great. And all my friends around school would always, you know, they'd always know me as the cyclist. And um, <laughs> yeah, the cyclist. Yeah, you're you're, you're going to be a professional one day. That that was the thing. You know, you don't need to worry about this. You'll be a professional. And what uh, did you think to that? What you know? I I just used to shrug it off. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in a part of me, it, it become a part of me is uh, for Tom Cliff and viewers. Charlie is the most modest, loveliest. Person, mm. we need to shake it out of him. <laughs> like Grace. I don't know. I like the sound of that. Yeah, but he, Char Charlie's really modest. Sorry, Charlie. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and so yeah, I, I, I sort of through the youth ranks did some racing, uh, did quite well, got myself on the GB program, and um, and then when I was fifteen, I remember getting released, and um, it was it was when I was in I was in like a tutor class at uh, school and I got a call and I was like, can I tell you this? It's quite important. <laughs> and I remember my time, it's, it's not important looking back now, but during the time, a whole world just fell apart from me when I got released. And that was it. It was like, you know, you're not good enough. What you're doing in the sport, why you're doing this. Um, and that was a big blow, but I carried on, not seriously. Um, got myself to, um, you know, the junior categories. And um, that must have been tough. Yeah, it was, but I mean, at the time I, I valued that one person's opinion as that was it, like that that's gospel and that's, you know, you aren't, you're not, you're not on the program, you're not good enough. And um, I carried on going um, and I, eventually I managed to get myself um, in a sort of decent condition in the junior ranks and it started with the road racing and this is where the, uh, the sort of, the eating and the, um, you know, the obsessive behavior coming with the hills, cause you know, I'm a big guy. Um, and I remember um, I'd, start, I'd start off uh, on the road races and I, I would never get to the finish. You know, I was just, <laughs> I was way too big. And, and that sort of really got to me and it was, it was a hit after hit mm. in each race. And um, you are not big, by the way. <laughs> by cycling standards, I am, yeah, I am. What but do you think about, do you find that hard to get your head around? Well. And no, Tommy, you've you've talked previously about yeah. how you've been conscious of your body. In well, do you think Charlie's big? And in, and in relation to in relation to cycling as well. So, what is it about cycling that sort of creates that um, you that drive to, to that body? It is it's what you sign up for, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. It's, and, the, it's the contract yeah. of cycling. And, and also, when you're younger, you do see a lot of professionals who are like thirty, mm. and, and and you know that that sort of age on social media, and they've all got like sub. Know, race condition body fats like eight percent body fats and they look outrageously lean and, and you think to yourself wow like i'm like this and and then all of a sudden you know you see it a lot with people on social media now with you know they they see like celebrities and like why why don't i look like this yeah and it was the same thing i think with, with comparing yeah yeah and um do you think it, do you think it's impossible sorry tom it's okay do you think it's we always keep on talking i said before i think it's impossible to not compare yeah for a young lad racing at that age and seeing these ripped up lean guys, mm. did you see that as, right, that's what I've got to be like? Uh, well, I think, yes. You, you sort of see yourself as trying to aspire to be like those some mm. people. Um, well, that's dangerous at that age, surely. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, I think at the time I didn't quite realise that, you know, everybody's body is different and you're not, you're not, some people I can't, can't achieve, I'll never be a climber. You know, I'm six foot three and 84 kilos now. Mm. <laughs> During my break, I must say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, was, at the time I didn't really accept, accept, accept who I was. 
Um, and then all of a sudden, um, I remember this one race, and it was actually my, it was one of my family who said it. It was like, it was he was he said after a race like, oh, you'll never get off a climb. Who 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 said that? I was just one of my family, and um, mm. I remember that that sort of that sort of clicked in my mind, and mm -hmm. that was the thing that switched me on to like, right, this is this is it. You're gonna change this now. You're gonna get really lean. You're gonna train like never before. And next year, come round to this race called the Tour of Wa uh, Tour of Wales. You're gonna do really well. Mm. And um, that was where the obsession started with you know being as light as possible and just being. It, it, it turned into an obsession. What what kind of things were you doing? So it started with just being really on it with training and training a lot of hours, probably more so than what I was capable of at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then from that, it was like, well, you know, also I've got to look at my lifestyle and my, my food. And I started getting a bit obsessive with my eating. And that's where cool. I all started kick, kicking off. While you were training a lot, you were getting yeah. obsessive with your food? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and it, how and how old were you, Charlie? I was probably seventeen at the time. Yeah, um, and 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 that was a point where I sort of pushed my body to like places it shouldn't have gone before, mm. um, and I sort of kept on just being really obsessive, and I was caught in this circle of, you know, you 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 can't eat this amount of calories or carbs unless you do this training, and like the the training become like a a thing that would allow me to eat at the end of the day but is that all, but is that all right though is that is that normal I, oh, uh, is that what it takes to be yeah I, I guess to a certain extent but i think you shouldn't be eating you shouldn't be training so you're allowed to allowed to eat mm. yeah that's a really good i way think that's a difference yeah that's a good way of looking at it and um i guess it's 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 difficult isn't it if you're in a you know uh cycle environment or you know a sporting environment where i guess uh fitness and weight i guess is associated with success sometimes or it, outcome it is um it is so i guess you got the added pressure there as well of thinking well if i do this then i'll be better yeah that and that was it that was all i was thinking in my head that's a really interesting point so cycling you don't necessarily you don't just have to be talented or a good bike handler you have to be skinny is that fair to say charlie mm, yeah but, 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 lean should we say below eight <laughs> below whatever mm, you know yeah but football, rugby, um, tennis, you know, it's not necessarily a prerequisite that you have to be massively, massively lean. Did you did you have that reinforcement then to keep the cycle going that, that you were getting better results because of it? Or what was it like? I think mainly I was caught in this circle of anxiety and, and towards the end of it, depression, where I would sort of, cycling would be a release. Okay. So like I would... I'd be feeling really anxious throughout the day that like, you know, what if I eat this? It sounds stupid now, but like, you know, if I eat half a baguette, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but like at the time that would just fill me with, with anxiety. Like what's going to happen now? How is this going to affect me? Mm. And then I'd go out on the bike and I'd feel normal again. And that was the only time I could actually feel myself. And um, it, that, that sort of, that was dangerous because it was just a never ending cycle of like training and being this sort of anxious person. Yeah, and then the cycling <laughs> lowered your anxiety, so it just yeah. reinforced it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what it felt like. And and um, I, I realise that now, but um, when you become so calorie restricted and you, you get really like snappy at people and you don't you become... Do, yeah. yeah. Did it affect your and relationships with your, your family? Yeah, my, my social life just... 
absolutely just declined and went to zero. Because well, you didn't want to drink alcohol? Or no, have you always... Do you have no, a relationship just, with alcohol? I, no, I just, I just didn't want to speak to people anymore. I was so calorie restricted and depressed mm. that I didn't want to actually... I'd, at break time, while my friends from, would be playing and I'd just be sat there, just be like... You know, just trying to keep myself together because I was so like hungry. In a, just, yeah, just hungry. stuck. <laughs> yeah, just stuck yeah. there, not being able to do anything. And but you've got such discipline, mate. You've got such discipline. Well, because you got rejected. Sorry, you got. Released. Well, yeah, it's true. And and you were like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah, that, that was sort of it at the time. And then someone said you're too big, and you were like, no, I'm going to prove you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you. Yeah, and mm. and, and and then eventually it was, it, it sort of. It went out of control. Because at first I was like, well, you know, I've lost a bit of weight and I'm, I'm going a lot better now. You know, mm. It's good to keep it going. Were you going better? Yeah, uh, for a short period of time in road races, yes. But then obviously you think that just because I'm going well now, I'll keep on doing it. I can get better. And yeah, better yeah, and better. yeah. Keep on improving. Uh, and that was, a, that was a dangerous mentality. Is it? I think so. Why? Because, because, because you saw the weight loss as a equaled success. Mm. You were like, I am going to carry on because those are the results. Yeah. Like, and that's not going to end well, is it? Because yeah, because there's the only way that's going to end, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you pull yourself out? Or are you still, you know? No, I'm, I'm pretty much fine now. Um, yeah. Did, did sorry, just to jump back. Did did people around you notice what was going on? Or yeah. Did yeah, they? Yeah. A, a lot of my friends circle. They, would, they, I think they actually thought I had some sort of physical illness. Okay. Um, because you'd lost all that weight and yeah, yeah. well I well, going into, I remember I used to be 78 kilograms when I started like as a as a um as a junior and at the height of it I was 64 oh so I was yeah and you're 84 now yeah 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 uh race weight I'm about 81 82 there's nothing so. on you now mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tall guy so I carry a lot of weight with me what was it like for, for people to notice that? Did you sort of dismiss what they were saying? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, all the time. I just used to laugh it off, you know. Just Emba like, em em embarrassed? Um, I sort of... Or did you buzz it, off it? No, I buzzed off it. I bet you did. It fed it, mm. fed it more. That, that's a cyclist mentality. Yeah. Uh, and and um, I bet you were like, yes. Yeah, but I didn't. I was so scared that if I'd weigh myself, I'd have put on weight. I didn't dare go on the scales. Mm. And um, eventually, I was, I was convinced to do it. This was after I was, you know, like fully broken down and like quit. wanted to quit. Um, yeah, and, and realized I was 64 kilograms. I was like, what the hell am I doing with myself? <laughs> is that the moment when you were like, what is going on? Well, no, it was, I think what was going on was when I, I couldn't look, I couldn't look in the mirror and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've spoke, um, yeah, I, I battle with that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, when you say you couldn't look in the mirror, but... I would have been able to look in the mirror because I'd have been happy that I'd lost all the weight. Yeah. Be because I, I thought that if I I don't look in the mirror because I think I'm fat and awful and worthless. Right. You couldn't look in the mirror because... Because I thought that um, I'd get complacent and I'd be like, right, I'm doing well. Yeah, celebrate, let's go to McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yep. scared. Uh, yeah, that mm. makes sense, mate. Yeah, that makes sense. God, we are fucked up, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we? I think everyone has their own little thing, don't they? Everyone Tom, what's yours? <laughs> Leeds United. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I must be uh, fucked up to support them. <laughs> Charlie's right. Everyone, everyone has got their stuff. Everyone's got their own stuff. Um, so, what happened then when you when you realised when you're like, yeah. shit, this isn't so, this isn't quite right. Yeah, basically, I was. I've had so much 
I was just I was in a mess. I remember my mum convinced me to look in the mirror, and oh. I saw myself like, and I, I, you know, I used to have quite, I used to be quite a muscular physique, and you know, I could see my yeah, glutes, quads, and mm. calves, you know, um, and I saw myself, and I was just, I was just a mess. I was so skinny, just like just bones, and I'd gone from this quite powerful sort of athlete mm. to someone who would struggle to finish a race now mm. and and that was where it all hit home that you know this isn't this isn't a good path and this is wrong um well done for realizing that yeah that must have been yeah really hard to actually admit it was yeah it was and because you love did you like the control of being skinny that, yeah yeah like just the, the the fact that you could control your sort of um your, your calorie intake and you know w what you wanted to eat at the end of the day yeah and think that was leading to success or going to yeah yeah and, th and that was it really um, so how did you so when your mum you know when you because you, you your mum and dad must have been worrying about you they, they would do yeah and i could they could they they'd get they'd know it, they would know it was happening because um at dinner times and stuff it would go as far as like i'd only be i'd only i'd have to chew my food so many times before i swallowed it it was that bad mm. And um, I would just sit there for like an hour, just eating dinner, and and like obviously it's not normal behavior, that is it? Like, and and um, that you could see that they noticed it, but I was just so stuck in my ways and focused on trying to become this like athlete, which probably wasn't attainable. Mm. Um, that I was <laughs> that like it it completely just I just put it to the back of my mind. Um, but eventually, it it sort of you know they sort of talk sense into me uh, what did you do then um so from then on my brother actually helped me a lot my older brother harry um should we talk about harry yeah <laughs> might as well if you're gonna talk about, yeah we, we come we come as i, I don't know much too. about harry I'm, sorry so. I've, I've got a confession tom oh yeah <laughs> me charlie nesme i've got a confession we met up on saturday for a coffee did you know in yarm i went out on the bike and i saw your instagram that you were in yarm i was like oh I'm going to go for a ride. Fancy <laughs> meeting at Swainby. And you were like, yeah, all right. And then my dad was there. Cecilia was like, <laughs> it's like a little it, yeah, gathering. Like, yeah. I've, where yeah. was my invite? I know, I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> I know it's, uh, and we, uh, no, we had a chat, didn't we? we yeah, um, yeah. 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 We spoke about. Saw um, your dad for the first time. You saw my dad for the first time. Did he give you a little Grayson Perry art lecture? He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Grayson Perry was the talk. But you said something that I commented on. You sat down and my dad said, are you Harry? <laughs> because me and Harry used to be race together. Okay. I didn't really race with Charlie. And I don't, I have a, I have an okay relationship with your brother. He's not a mate. I'll say hello to him. I don't hate him. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just. That's how it is. That's just how it is. You know, mm. he's done really well. He rides for Katusha, so that's the equivalent of probably playing football for Chelsea. Ambitious. Uh, no, nah, that's about to hit. It's a uh, premiership. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Probably like Premier. Okay, so, yeah. He's doing really well. Top level. Top well, top level. But Charlie made a comment, and he said, you said, oh, yeah, I'm just on the track. Charlie and Harry's doing really other big, doing big races. I'm just on the track. He's on the road doing world tour races. And you went, I'm just on the track. But, you know. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 hang on, mate. <laughs> let's, you know, let's just think about what you just said there. What, what you're doing is uh, you're on your own journey, Charlie. 
you're, you're doing your mm. own thing. And I know your brother won that stage at, you won a stage at Todd Yorkshire. It was okay. fucking insane. It was one of those moments. It's like, it'll never, ha it'll never happen again, will it? Probably not. It's one of those races that happen you know, once every 200 races. Uh, it'd be like Geisley Town beating Man United. Wow, okay. It was unreal. And then he just went boom. But how did you, how did you, how did you find that? Did you, did you, were you jealous? Were you happy? Um, do, do you I feel, do you really, feel people? I, honestly, that uh, when he, when he got that result, I was really happy for him. And, um, you know, I, I've always, I've already gone down the path of, you know, I want to do the track now. So there wasn't really that sense of, I've got my own individual personality mm. and he's got his, his bit on the side. So I, right then I was, I was ultra happy for him, mm -hmm. but in the past it hasn't, I've always been happy for his achievements. I've always, we've always thrived off each other's achievements, but there's always been a part of me that thought I'm in his shadow. Yeah. Cause you said when he came onto the track, you were like, Oh no, no, <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> yeah. <that> was, <laughs> this is my space. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, it was my sort of, um, thing that I went into, but I, when he first started tracking, I was like, oh, here we go again. You know, he's going to turn up here. He's going to beat my times. And then before I know it, I'm going to be back in his shadow. <laughs> Do you think that um, partly influenced your sort of drive to get better and better and better? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's always been two years older than me. I've always been, there's always, I've, I've been lucky enough to have that person to chase all my life. Mm -hmm. I think we know someone else who said that. It's this uh, Mr. Jonathan Brownlee. So the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it, you see it quite a lot with uh, siblings in sport. Um, they're always trying to beat each other. Um, but but you you and your brother, you you know you you and your brother are just really nice, lovely lads. It doesn't strike me that you would ever kind of, you know, Johnny and Al came on and and you know they're quite, you know, uh, you know Al's your alpha male type. And, yeah. It doesn't strike me that you and Johnny you and Johnny you and Harry would ever kind of come to blows or you would ever kind of you know, call him out or something or you no, tear no. you know, go, What are you doing? No, no, there's there's never any of that uh going on. Um we've always got on really well to be honest. And I used to train with him quite a lot until recently when I moved to Derby. How did you come out of those bad habits then? And how did you create sustainable good habits? It was a case of, I think it was just a case of looking at myself again and, and actually realizing what makes a good performance. Um, mm. so at the time that was completely and utterly obsessive and it wasn't, it was moved, it, it moved away from performance and just gone into its own little realm of you know, horrible mental state. Mm. Um, yeah. So, that, so, you know, my, my, my mum made me look in the mirror and I was like, realize what I'd, what I'd been like. And I think I, I moved from this, bad mental state of um, being obsessive into this person who's just, you know, just laid back and wanted to actually enjoy the sport again. Mm. Um, Did that happen when you moved out of home, you reckon? Did the, was there a link there? Um, no, I, I think what actually happened, what, what helped me was when my brother took me out for a ride and he was, it was when I was just, after I'd just broken down and he was just like, right, we're gonna rebuild this engine. You know, oh. we've stripped mm. it down. No, top top brothering there. What a, yeah. what a thing to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. And 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 that Damn, was, I wish I had a brother. <laughs> that was my focus then, just building power. And it wasn't anything about this eating, uh, you know, trying to be ultra lean. 
and um, it all just became how strong could I be, mm. and 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 then funnily enough, I, I improved, I improved quite a lot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was that was a pivotal moment. I think you've been modest there again. Charlie. So trying to trying to sort of shift shift your focus to something that was I don't know attainable and yeah manageable. I, I guess, yeah, it was in a way in my head. I think it might have been something I was moving control from food to performance. Maybe mm. I don't know, but it it worked really well with me. Um, and then just as things were getting better. Um, my dad having a, a really bad crash on his bike while he was out on a ride. That's um, I remember when that mm. happened, and my dad mentioned it on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. The first thing he said mm. about your dad, and I actually think, I think you've done, um, I think, I think you've done really well with that. You know, you don't have to talk about it if you if you, do, if you don't want to, but it was it was oh. a really big thing, thing that happened to your family. Yeah. He was yeah. on. He was going down Clay Bank one day. Yeah, he was going. He was going. He was descending on the way home, and we we're on the way home from a ride, and mm. he crashed, and. Um, he partially paralyzed himself and um yeah that was the uh that was the thing that was it really it brought home reality of um of how things were like at the time and i remember seeing him in his hospital bed and i was thinking to myself like there's no safety net now you know mm -hmm. my dad's partially paralyzed he might not walk again he's family business yeah he brings in all the money for the house Shit. um you know like what we're gonna do you know what we're gonna do as a family mm. And um, that must have been that's been really tough. Yeah, it was. It was really hard. Yeah, but that's that was the thing that actually, you know, turned me. It, it my, my childhood ended there, and and that, and that was where I started to think, you know, you, you either make something in this sport or you finish your degree and you know knuckle down in that. And because you you don't have that safety net anymore, you have to make something out of it. Mm. Um, wow, that's. That's impressive. That's a man. huge moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's impressive. I don't think you realise that's. I think that's a bigger achievement than than your cycling. Well, to be fair, I think my dad he played a big role in it, and I was ready to stop cycling actually when that as soon as that happened. And again, it was my parents. Um, it was my parents actually willing me to keep on going that actually um, kept me in the sport because um, yeah, I was I was ready to pack up the bags there. <laughs> um, yeah, so you are just a you 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 come across as this. Uh, modest guy, but you're a you are one resilient mother. You know you you, you, you yeah you've got oh, just right. you've got strength in you, which is which people might not know until they listen to this. Mm. I think that's fair to say. Absolutely, that's a. Oh, I don't think I could have dealt with that. I think that would have. Well, I know I've got a destructive personality. If I'd seen something like that, I'd have took it out on drink or whatever. Well, I think it it was just that flight flight uh, fight or flight response. But how did you? How did you not just want to go off the rails and play the victim and and that that would be my go-to? I didn't. It didn't cross. It didn't cross your mind. Um, you know, I'd 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 gone all this way with all this eating and trying to, you know, get somewhere in the spot and um, and that that wasn't going to be something that would stop me because you know you come so far you don't want to give it up now. <laughs> mm. so. Unreal. The Yorkshire Grit Podcast with Tommy Bustard. So I feel that we may have been slightly, well, no, not negative. We're just talking about your journey. Mm. Uh, Charlie, there's a strong possibility you're going to go to the Olympics. You're fast as whatever. You're handsome. You're tall. You're Thank in great you. shape. You've got your lovely girlfriend here. You've got, you've got a, a shiny bike. You've got some amazing city shoes. You've got the world at your feet. Apart from the obvious of going fast, 
what other positives are you enjoying at the moment? What's you know, what's what's great at the moment? Mm. Well, I mean, I've just come back from the world, so I've been enjoying a rest recently. Um, so you know, catching up with family and spending some time with us. Um, what were the worlds like? The the worlds were. The, to be honest, this year this year's been my first year. Well, twenty eighteen was my first year on the program, the British Cycling Program, and it was a it was a journey in itself, getting settled in a new environment and stuff and. Mm. Um, it all come well in the end um, for me personally. You know, I, I'm, my performance was really good. Mm. I think for myself on the day, um, but we finished second. We were defending champions, and obviously, we we want to win. Uh, so you know, how did you how did you sort of respond to that? Um, I guess it was all just a case of I wanted to execute my ride the best I could do. Okay, I, I wasn't quite thinking about the Aussies until we crossed that line. Um, and they come across the finish line in a new in a new world record, which is a blow. But we got a massive PV, so um, so it's still a really yeah, amazing result. Yeah, we got the, yeah a lot of uh, pressure. No, I was just there's there's no pressure because ultimately, like you can only do what you can do. And do you want to talk us through what you do in the team pursuit? Yeah, yeah, sure. So because it's. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is some talk us through bit of a niche thing. The, the four minutes or the four kilometers. Yeah, it's so two teams are four on the track at once. Mm -hmm. It's a sixteen-lap race, four kilometers on the velodrome, um, and the time is recorded over the first three riders across the line. So you have to get three guys to the finish in the fastest time possible. Mm. Um, and you normally like do you know either two lap turns, one lap turns, whatever it may be. Um, and yeah, it's a race against the team on the other side of the track to get to the finish first. Um, you, most people have seen it in the Olympics. Um, Bradley Wiggins? Yeah, Bradley Wiggins has done it. He's won a few golds during doing that event. Uh, Ed Clancy, my teammate now. He's one of the most successful team pursuers ever. Really? Yeah, yeah, racing with him at the moment. So. How does that feel? Is that, is that surreal? Is that? It, at first it was, it was, it's crazy because, um, you know, it wasn't, it was, 20, I remember the 2012 Olympics with him racing in it. I used to, um, yeah, watch it thinking, bloody hell, these guys are <laughs> absolutely mad. They're going so quick. And then... Because it is quick. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You're, you're rocking around at like 65k an hour. And you have to be on their wheel completely. Yeah, you have to be as close as you can get. Um, and yeah, then <laughs> next thing you know, you're riding around on his wheel. And it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy how you can go from watching it on the TV, just aspiring to actually getting to do it yourself. So your mindset going into that was, I, I've, I can control what I can control, and I, I'm just going to try and do the best I can yeah. and go from there. That, that's ultimately, ultimately it, and it. You can only do what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, what, what's the, what was that sort of uh, environment like, of being in that team? Very, it's a very good environment. I love, yeah, yeah, I love it going into race day because um, everybody's... So everybody's so focused we're all on the same boat you know we've all got our lifestyles revolving around cycling mm. so the sort of we all have the same mentality and um there's a lot of support around you as well with british cycling is there yeah what yeah. kind of support do you get yeah yeah so there's there's rich the psychologist um he's helped me out before going into the races we're just making sure that we're in the right mindset going into the race mm. what does that entail how do you well, know how do you because I said to you in the in the cafe just then, I like mm. I had to be angry. Yeah, and yeah. you were you said no, not me. No, no, I I think I, I said I remember saying to you, um, not letting the red mist come down. Yeah, mm. that was really interesting. Yeah, 
you did a time trial on TV and you were you were a little bit late. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks. Late for the time trial. Yeah. Yep. It was it was it was a shocker. Live. Yeah. Yeah. Live on TV. I think it's the only time. Um, How I, come you were late? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's probably the only time I've been viral on Twitter. Uh, was me turning late to the time trial, but uh, basically um, I had this tendency before races of thinking so much about the actual race itself mm. that I sometimes overlook some of the crucial elements. Start time. <laughs> so, quite so, an important one that yeah, yeah and what did the psycho what, what, what did the psychologist say about all this like what was his well we basically just looked at it and was like right you know you have this personality of you can be a bit like how to put it maybe dopey at times um and it's it's part of me which whether i like it or not and um basically we just need to put a plan in place mm. so that you know the night before we know what we're doing and we don't miss out any of these details so we can get to the race and wake up yeah so just yeah. a really sort of practical straightforward plan yeah put that in place get yeah. some certainty and yeah. go from there yeah literally that. no need to go too deep into anything are there any other positives to cycling generally for you yeah plenty esme my girlfriend <laughs> <Shout out. laughs> She's in, she's she's featured a lot actually this podcast. <laughs> she's great. She's also a friend of mine. She's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, met us through cycling. All my friend circle I've met through cycling, mm. um, and it's brought me so much fun and, and I've had so much enjoyment out of my life just from the sport itself. It's brilliant. So, I what think about the balance? The, the 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 balance between cycling and you know mm. does does your relationship does it sometimes you know. Is it tough? Is it, is is it, it affected? That's the thing. When when you're doing elite sport, you know, everything's evolved around the actual sport itself. So you, your friend circle sort of, that's around it too. Mm. And um, you have to be with someone who's understanding, who knows your situation. So, you know, you can still go out and have fun with your friends and stuff, but just know that, like, um, performance has to come first, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line of it. I really struggled with that. I felt really guilty about missing weddings and missing yeah. 30ths. Mm. And do you ever feel guilty that you are self... Do, do you see mm. Esme or do you mm. see your friends as... No, get away. Focusing. Don't distract me. Don't distract me. This is more important. Well, coming into races, I'd lie if I said that I didn't, you know... Into races, I'm just thinking about the race. Mm. <laughs> and, that, and that's fine. And that's, that's, that's yeah. Race day, you feel, that's it. Boom. Yeah, race day. I mean, leading into Worlds, there's like a few weeks where, yeah, that was all I thought about. Yeah. And that's that's what your whole life evolves around. And then how do you shift back out of that? Um, well, coming into the race, to be honest, all I was thinking was, I can't wait for this to be over. Really? So, yeah, because... You know, you, it's it's a lot of stress, um, mm. and and as soon as you're done with it, um, you can sort of relax a bit, and you have this time once a year where you can. What what uh, constitutes like a relaxing time for you? What do you do? Um, a good lion, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a good night out, um, my friends, and just do some stuff that I can't do while I'm training. You know, yeah. go for a few walks, uh, have a bit of a laugh. You bought a camera recently? Well, I borrowed it off my brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go out, do a bit of yeah, a bit of that the other day, a bit of photography and Brilliant. um just actually do normal stuff for a while for this short period of time. Normal stuff. And then do you yeah. find that because you've done that normal stuff, then that allows you then to sort of re engage afterwards or Yeah, well I think it's after a race a lot of people sometimes they 
they they they focus so much on the race that once you finish, you think to yourself, "Well, what do I do with myself? What's my purpose now?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can get depressed, and you can you really can struggle to have a meaning mm. after you've done the race. So with me, it was a case of filling my time with stuff that I still wanted to do that would actually bring me some enjoyment. Um, which is which is why I sort of you know just encourage myself to not just sit there in my bed all day and question life and <laughs> it's easily and, done <laughs> and, and go out and uh, yeah well it's it's have, funny we hear it so much Peterson they about how the journey is better than the, the, the people outcome ha- people handing the dissertation yeah. thesis they can get really depressed after I went, because, I went through that yeah yeah do you yeah. feel that after an, an event you feel very down sometimes yeah and does poor Esme have to pick you up <laughs> she has done in the past yeah. Um, literally and figuratively yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah just um, it, it, yeah it's the same as I guess if so she's there for you in the good times and the, and the, and the bad times well obviously yeah, yeah. and that's that's what a, a relationship should be like I think and I hope that I can pick Esme up as well when, if, she, if she's struggling as well Yorkshire Grit Charlie do you think I, I'm just thinking a bit more broadly now do you think um, enough has been done to address um, mental health and mental health difficulties within sport? I th- it's definitely moved on a lot in the Has last it? year and a bit, yeah. I think there's that still a, a stigma around it where people don't like to talk about it. Um, but I think it's improving. Mm. And you guys are helping as well. Which Thank is you. Thanks. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are listening. It, have, you, have you sort of noticed, I don't know, things, more conversations or yeah, initiatives? or Yeah, it's a lot more... It's it's much more of a recognised thing now, I think, mm. and um, you know, there's within the British cycling bubble, there is a lot of help there and stuff, but not everyone's lucky enough to have that. Um, Could you be open with your teammates and your manager, and you know, we spoke about the lead training group for a bit and how it was mm. quite, mm. Mas- well, you know, can you be like, look, guys, I'm struggling today. Well, you know, everyone has off days in training, and. Mm. Um, Everybody has to be honest at the end of the day. Um, and, and that's a key thing, I think, that makes the team work really well. If you're honest about yourself and if things didn't go to plan, then to mm-hmm. actually say about it. And I think your teammates are not, they, they understand that too because they're in the same boat. So, And I guess the argument would be because you, you're a human being, you're going to have off days. Mm-hmm. Actually, if maybe that isn't acknowledged, that could have a, a detrimental impact on your performance, couldn't it? Exactly. R- rather than, you know, holding on to it all. Yeah, exactly. And I think when I first joined, actually, GB I was so scared that I'd have an off day or like really not, not hit the splits that like I, I was I was no I, just, I don't think I was fully yeah I wasn't a fully honest honest person with the team I don't think that actually helps the, the team as a whole mm-hmm. so in that respect it's, it's come a long way God, it's, it's, it's just amazing I've, I yeah I always wanted to represent my country yeah and it's, it's just amazing that you you know you do it it's you know seeing the anthem and I, yeah do you do you I know you're really focused going in, but do you actually hold on to some of that stuff in your mind as you're doing it? Like, I'm, do- yeah. I'm doing this for Blighty. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I would get really... Or do you just sort of try and detach yourself from um, it? There is, there is that sort of, you know, when you get that skin suit out of a packet and you see the GB logo, you, th- you still think that, wow. Like, you know, it's pretty cool. Three lines on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, if you yeah. and Tom come and watch you, can we, can we be like football? Because we're, we're big football fans. Yeah, bring I think we'd be a bit too rowdy. I mean, go, going on what Tommy was like on the train back from Grayson Perry with the Liverpool match going on. It's tomorrow night. Yeah, that family moved away, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny cycling. Because the velodrome is the closest thing 
I think, to football, as in terms of an actual oh, yeah. stadia. Yeah, yeah, it de definitely. Mm. Yeah. And the atmosphere and mm. the buzz and the yeah. and people can drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, me, me and you have done road races together where there's one man and his dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's true. And that, that's British road racing, you know. And that's fine, that's cool, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's like, if there's a full packed, packed out stadium, uh, you do get that, you know, that sort of atmosphere, mm. similar to a football match, where the crowd's roaring if you're doing well, and um, and and yeah, it's 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 quite special actually. Yeah. So can me and can me and Tom and you know can we come come can we have an invite? Can we come yeah. down and watch? Yeah, and come down. To the come down to. Uh, I thought you were gonna say to Tokyo then. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to go and watch Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire grit abroad. Yeah. God, there's so many um, people to support. <laughs> Yeah, come along. I'd, uh, when's my next race? I'm trying to think now. So, well, I'm road racing in the summer, so <laughs> it'll be a while before I get on the track again. I'd love to come. I think I'd that'd be brilliant. Come, yeah, I'd love to come watch you. Yorkshire Grit. Something that doesn't quite sit well with me, maybe because I never achieved it, is at, at a point there were young lads going on about getting lean, being lean, mm. eating's cheating, mm. get home, glass of water, go to sleep, let's get lean. Can you remember that? There was that. It was. It was quite. It was. It seemed. It was very important at the time. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't sit right with me when young lads are saying that. Like you were like fourteen and fifteen, who were. It's, you know how how is that different to the New York catwalk where models are shamed about skipping meals? How is it different? It's mm. it's, it's it's not. It's, yeah. it's it's young lads who were. I was never lean, was I? I was big lad, but. I I always wanted to be lean. I did, but I obviously didn't because I'd have done it, like you. Mm. If I if I wanted it, I'd have done it. Mm. How? Yeah, you it's, know. It's yeah. a shame, isn't it? It's yeah. It's 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 tough because. Um, it's or, a, or is that the contract we sign? Well, it's it's a fine line, isn't it, between mm. actually performance and doing it because you want to look this way. Mm -hmm. I think some people cross that and get caught up in the whole. Um, my teammates are such and such body fat. Look at them. Let's try and do what they're doing. Turning it into competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's in, in that sort of respect, it, it might be pretty similar to maybe someone trying to lose weight to go on the catwalk because they want to look a certain way. I see cycling really similar. I see it really similar. That like You have to, you know, you look at anyone who does the tour. Yeah. They, they are all pretty much, you know, but you have to be, you know. That's, oh, yeah, you've yeah, got to be. Yeah, that's yeah, that's be, the way yeah. it is. Yeah, you, that's the way it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what brings good performance. Being. And, and who who am I to say that's bad if they're all happy? Yeah. It's just when it comes to with young lads who are getting into it, I feel yeah. it's a bit, don't obsess, because you've just said don't obsess. How can, you know, if you had a, not final thought, but if you had a message mm. to maybe give to young lads, a former you. Yeah. And you could shake them and be like, right, this is, you ain't doing this because I went to a dark place and you ain't going there. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, if I was to go back in time and, and change things, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely um, make sure that I sort of made sure I was in, t in touch with, with who I was and what I was doing and not um, not lose track of things. And it's it's easy to get stuck in a rut. And, and it's, you know, you're not, if you ask, if you, if you speak to your parents or your friends or whoever it is to help you, then that's not a weakness. Mm. Um, and just try and enjoy what you're doing, really, because that's the main thing at the end of the day. If you're not enjoying it, then why are you doing it? So that would be the main thing that I'd take home and try not to cross the line between being too serious. And do the normal stuff. 
do the normal That's stuff brilliant too. advice something and something you said earlier really stuck with me which is is a really obvious point but one that i think we missed that people are different and have different body sizes and shapes and mm. you can use that to your advantage i guess yeah i really like that yeah yeah. Be, be embrace who you are. Be be yeah. proud who you are. Yeah, you yeah you, you have. Your if you're a big lad, you're a big lad. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're tall, you know, just you know, use play to your advantages, and um, that's that's not a bad thing. Don't don't try to be someone that you're not. Yeah, because that's what you get a lot. Oh, I'm too big. I need to get smaller. Yeah. Oh, I'm too small. I need to get bigger. Yeah. It's about being fit and healthy, isn't it? Yeah. And then that will surely impact on performance. Yeah. Exactly. Your cream will rise to the top somehow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you'll find your niche in whatever you're doing, and um, you sort of just dealt these sort of cards, and you just got to make do with what you got. This is the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Okay, as always, we um, like to quote a charity or two. Um, Mind.org.uk—they're kind of the leaders, really, in mental health. Um, if you go on their website. Uh, they have an A to Z of support. So, you know, uh, we've seen it uh, this week, unfortunately, with Kelly Caitlin. Please, please, please um, go on mind uh, if you really are feeling, at, you know, at, at, a, at a loss. And Tom, I think you've got one as well. Yeah, I was just linked to some of the things that we've been talking about tonight and Charlie's been super brave in sharing. Um, I'd just like to share um, a link to BEAT, which is the UK's eating disorder charity www.beateatingdisorders.org.uk on that website they have links to their phone lines um, and they also have a really cool help finder where if you put your postcode in you can find local help in relation to eating disorders oh right okay that's good that's really good to know because we know that men experience you know eating disorders or or you know uh, difficulties with eating and it's not as talked about because i think partly it's seen as more of a female construct but we know that it's not and that men have this pressure to conform to especially um, on social idealized media. you know body images and body types so yeah it's out there we as 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 men we can we can is suffer is suffer the right word get obsessed experience i know social media is a bad one and looking at yeah there's a, there's a lot of editing going on do you think i think on social media you get it quite often yeah you, you do look. There's a lot of research coming out about that. It's it's been looked at in in relation to women. So social media impact of social media, uh, sort of idealized images on women, and um, actually one of my students is doing one of the first studies with men. Really? Yeah. Good. And what she she can we talk about what she's finding out? Uh, she she's just got ethical approval, so um, she'll be um, starting to recruit very soon. I think that's really. I'm I'm happy. I'm well. I'm not happy, but I'm I'm glad about that because social media certainly doesn't help. Doesn't help me ever. Mm. But I go on it. S still addicted to it. I think you know one of the messages that we've, or one of the themes that's come across all the episodes we've done so far is you have to be aware about these things before you can change them. I think so. It's a process. We'll get there. Anyway, we, we need a fun ending, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you have been. Um, you are a cyclist. You are from Yorkshire. I've really, really bloody enjoyed today. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, yeah. Charlie, for Thanks sharing all of that with us. That's been great. I think you're going to inspire people in yep. a different way, not just being on a bike with your story. I, I'm, I'm going to leave today thinking that you are a resilient, determined. You know, you've had some major setbacks and you've gone, no, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. We hope we see you at Tokyo. 
you'll have me yeah hope to see you again you'll have me and Tom well we'll have to go and see Johnny at the triathlon then we'll have to go We'll, we'll just be there with our Yorkshire grit caps on. Yeah. Um, have you enjoyed it? Have you? Enjoyed oh yeah, it's been great. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good luck to Borough. Work. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna. I think we'll get playoffs. Yeah, yeah. We, we will get playoffs. Who's we? I thought you were a Liverpool fan. I'll, I'll always have Liverpool close to my. Head. I'm just wherever the from, winds are. I'm just deflecting from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that'll impact on your mood. Uh, okay, awesome, Charlie. Thank you, and thank you to everyone who listened. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 The Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify.